Hello, everybody. This is Rick Manning, President of Americans for Limited Government. Um, wanted to just talk to you a little bit right now about the border and how almost incredibly um, President Joe Biden is attempting to use the border crisis as an excuse not to end the national emergency. I mean, what a fraud. I mean, it's unbelievable. Um, I mean, you look at what the, he sent in a report uh, to the to Congress, telling him why he's going to veto the the ending of the national emergency by Congress, which has only been in place for two years. Okay, two years. He's going to end it for for two reasons. Number one, he said he doesn't want to end it for sixty days because it's going to cause chaos, chaos in our medical system. Really, this you want the whole reason the national emergency for the healthcare system was put in place was because the disease was going to cause chaos in the medical system. Now you want to say if we don't have complete government control and ability to have all these edicts and everything and make it so our, our tele, everybody's forced into telework versus going and seeing doctors in person. No, that's not how you're going to fix any of this. The government national emergency doesn't need Joe Biden to take two more months to fix it so, it could, so we can go back to normal. If he'd been doing his job, he would have noticed that the pandemic was over and he would have taken steps over the last six months to bring the bring the situation down so there was less dependency on the federal government emergency and all the edicts they put in place. But no, once again, the Biden administration isn't interested in actually pro projecting what's going to happen and having a plan for how to deal with it. They just want to stumble along until finally people have had enough and said, You're, Joe, time's up. Emergency's over, whether you like it or not. And that's what Congress is doing right now. Yesterday, they passed the end that Pandemic, uh, pandemic is over act um, by Representative Guthrie out of Tennessee, or Kentucky rather. And it is, that bill ends the national health emergency. The, today or tomorrow, the House is going to pass Paul, Representative Paul Gosar's uh, ending of the natural, national emergency, which is HJR 7, House Joint Resolution 7. Representative Paul Gosar had this bill last year. Um, Nancy Pelosi wouldn't let it come up. She blocked it a number of different ways. Um, the same bill passed the Senate overwhelmingly last year. And so there's bipartisan support for this. Joe Biden is saying, no, I, I don't want this. I need to, I need 60 days. Get this. Get this. The reason he says he needs 60 days on the, on the, on, is also related to immigration. Because did you know that with immigration, if immigration, uh, if they do end the national emergency, Title 42 will be over? Title 42, remember, that's the one that the remain forces immigrants to get, a, you know, COVID tested and uh, and they can't come across the border unless they've been uh, fully, fully vetted related to COVID. The very thing that Joe Biden fought to the Supreme Court to get rid of. The fact he says he needs 60 days now to deal with the, the fallout from that tells you exactly, exactly what a big lie it was. He told the Supreme Court when he said, we need to get rid of Title 42 immediately. And oh, by the way, he never, he, he says he needs 60 days. He never developed a plan for what to do after those 60 days. So here, Joe, I'm gonna give you a plan. The plan is reinstate the remain in Mexico policy that John, Donald Trump had, had in place. Plan B, part B of the plan is make it so people are, are staying, if they're staying in Mexico, then they have to be adjudicated 
only on a very concise method. And you can actually figure out who pe what people actually are legitimately asylum seekers and what people are just people want to come here for uh, for uh, goodies and stuff and for a better life, which is I can't blame people for wanting to come for a better life. But that's not the reason that you have people crashing the borders. And that's not an excuse for for Joe Biden's open border policy. Let's take a look at what's actually happened at the border, because I think this is really instructive. I think you guys will, will, will get this. This is a from the, the uh, Border Patrol, their official website, um, and it tracks how many border crossings there have been um, oh, since 2020, Donald Trump's last year in office, 2021, 2022, and the first three months of fiscal year 2023. Because remember, in the federal government world, the the year ends on September 30th. It begins on October 1st. And so we're now three months tracking, or actually four months, but three months of tracking through the fiscal year of 2023. So here we go. We're going to put this up and boom. Um, so here's a chart. And what you can see here, this, this is Donald Trump's last year. Okay, note, between 0,000 a month and 100,000 a month. Okay, woo, way down to about 35,000 down here in April. Okay, it was actually 30,000. So look at these numbers. Look at these numbers. That I'll just grow that a little bit, move it down so you can see it easier. Look at these numbers. 2020, 61,000. Joe Biden takes over. 2020, January 2020, 90,000. October 20, 2021, 90,000. October 2022, 187,000. They doubled. 2023, 278,000, a 50% increase from 2022. Joe Biden says the numbers are going down. Yeah, I, he's, uh, I, I think Joe Biden needs a math class. Uh, he won't remember it anyway. November. Now, November, you know, Donald Trump, 57,000. Joe Biden, 2021, 89,000, 89,000. 198,000, 2022, a doubling again. 284,000 in November. December, 301,625. By far the largest number recorded, 300,000. And you'll note, the trend line isn't going down, okay? It's going up. So we have 844,000 people who've come through, across the border in Border Patrol encounters in the first three months of fiscal year 2023. Joe Biden wants to say he needs two months to get to figure out what to do about the border. He's had two years to figure out what to do with the border. If, if Joe Biden actually wanted to do something about the border, he would re reinstate Donald Trump's policies and get the heck out of the way and let the Border Patrol do their job, let ICE do their job. But he doesn't. He's lying to you. And, you know, to put it in a graphical presentation, here's the graph. Once again, you see how bad 200, how bad 2022 was with a high of 274 in 2022. The high, the, the low of fiscal year 2023 is higher than the highest point of 2020, 2022. And it's only accelerating. Folks, this doesn't count the getaways. And I've seen estimates that there were, there were 100,000 getaways a month now. 
a month. In two years, in the first two years, there were about uh, estimated about uh, between 900 and uh, 900,000, 1 million uh, getaways in the first two years of the Biden administration. If the trend line continues the way it's been, we're going to end up topping more than a million people, more than a million getaways this year alone. Getaways, remind, I remind you, are people who don't end up having an encounter with the, with the Border Patrol, but they are people who they catch on camera or in some other tracking that they get to show that there's a, that what's happening. And, and so they're, they're counting them, but be, as people, they know got away. These are not estimates. This is not a survey. This is actual people they've had eyes on who were, did not get caught. And that's, and we're looking at a hundred thousand a month right now of people getaways. You know who the getaways are? By and large, the getaways are the people who the cartels are trying to get across the border. They're the, they're the ones who are the worst of the worst. So you flood the, the immigration system, the border patrol officers, with processing lots of people and putting them on planes and sending them to a neighborhood next uh, near you. That's what the border patrol is doing now based on Biden policy. If you go off and you do when the getaways, they're the ones that the cartels are saying, okay, the border is not secure. The border, nobody's covering these parts of the border. We can run people through. That's where your drug runners, that's where your, your soldiers from the cartel are coming across the border. That's where the terrorists are coming across. That's the danger point. 100,000 getaways this last year or this last month. It's insane. Now, I want to put this once again into perspective because you see these numbers and, you know, we're so often we're talking, you know, so often we're talking in numbers and we're talking, you know, millions, billions, trillions. And, you know, it's just three zeros uh, between a million and a billion and only three zeros between a billion and a trillion. And numbers kind of fade and, and kind of go into your brain and, and leave. Here's here's what is really, really, really significant. If you continue along the trend line of averaging about 200, let's say 300,000 300, people a month, because this is a, not a high, mar, mar, high water mark, it's a low water mark. If you end up with 300,000 people a month coming across the border, 12 months, what does that mean? It means you got 3.6 million people came across the border. 3.6 million people, what does that mean? It's larger than the entire city of Los Angeles. County of Los Angeles is much larger than that. But the entire city of Los Angeles, the second largest city in this country, we are on and we are on tap. If this trend continues, to allow the equivalent of the entire city of Los Angeles to come into our country, most of whom need social services, most of whom need uh, put a tremendous tax on our budget, and right now we're having a debt ceiling fight about how to cut the budget, and Joe Biden is blowing up the social welfare system through this process, through letting, through his open borders policy. I want to show you something here that's kind of, that's an outcome. And it's a, it's an outcome that, that matters, but it's, uh, but most people aren't talking about it. This is in New York, New York City. In New York City, the city council decided that they were going to uh, not allow illegal immigrants. I guess, I'm sorry, the, the state legislature told New York City that they could not have illegal immigrants and they had to put up in hotels so now there's this problem 
And their problem is pretty simple. This is New York Post, as you can tell. Um, problem is pretty simple. Because they had to put them up in hotels, you have illegal immigrants now who are living in three-star hotels, expensive hotels. Hotels that normally have guests who are paying hundreds of dollars per room who are spending money in the city. Those illegal immigrants are now living in those hotels. They are, and New York City created a space that is all set up for them to live under roof uh, in cots and they're going to get three squares and all that. Um, but it isn't a hotel. The illegal immigrants are protesting that, that they shouldn't against being moved to the New York um, terminal. They, it's a, it's a, it's a uh, terminal for, um, for ships and for when you go in a wait line to catch a cruise ship. Okay, big terminal for that purpose. Huge area. The illegal immigrants in New York don't want to be in a uh, terminal where they're being housed and they're being fed and they're being cared for. No, they want to live in a, in a three-star hotel and who wouldn't? So we now have people moving, coming to New York who are illegal, who are demanding being, to be put up in a three-star hotel. Um, it's crazy. And that's what the left is doing. It's crazy. Um, another crazy thing, this is, this is the Biden administration for you. I'm going to make this a little larger so you can see it. Let's see here. It's going the wrong way. Maybe that's as large as it's going to be. Okay. This is a letter from the, uh, from the, uh, border patrol union. Um, and it's, uh, Pretty, it's an indictment of the Biden policy because they. This is from yesterday. The Border Patrol Union just put out a, a, a letter commenting and opposing a new policy, new regulation that the Biden administration is uh, imposing, and it's a do not chase regulation. The Biden administration is telling the Border Patrol that they're not allowed to engage in vehicular uh, chases of um, of illegals come across the border. Um, so if a truck comes across the border with, you know, that they discover, oh, this is a truck has illegals in it, and that truck is driving, drives away, the Border Patrol agent has to make a decision. Is there a chance that this truck could crash if I, if I engage in a chase? If they chase the truck and the truck does crash, the Border Patrol agent is liable for, the, for what happened. The border patrol agent could lose their job because there was a crash because the driver of the escape vehicle crashed. That's so they've effectively shut down the border patrol's capacity to pursue illegal aliens who cross the border illegally. Again, border patrol sitting there saying, "Are you, you know, you can't tie our hands like this." It's wrong. You can't, you know, how do you expect us to do your job, do our job? And the answer is the Biden administration does not want them to do their job. They're supposed to be babysitters and paper pushers and airline and travel agents and not people who are protecting our border. And that's what the Biden administration has reduced our border patrol to. And that's why we've gotten over a, a lot more than the entire city of Los Angeles in the first two years of the Biden administration, and we're projected to get 
more than the city of Los Angeles in population in the third year of the Biden administration. It's, it's unconscionable. And yet, this guy, Joe Biden, now says, oh, we also don't want you to be able to chase, uh, chase illegal aliens and drug smugglers and the like, because after all, they might get in a crash and, and people might get hurt. And so consequently, you're not allowed to chase them. It's, and if you do, you're going to be held liable, Mr. Border Patrol. I don't know how these guys stay, you know, keep, keep working. It's, uh, it's astonishing to me. Um, let's see here. What else we got? Okay. Once again, 844. Um, we had a really good story today on Daily Torch. Robert Romano wrote it. I would encourage you to go to dailytorch.com. It's got a lot of these numbers. Um, it talks about the COVID national emergency, public health emergencies, um, and Biden's statement that he issued through the Office of Management Budget. It, it's just, it, it's mind blowing, but I think it's important for you, for you guys to read. It's really well done and there's lots of links in it. So you can double check if that's many of the links that I used are ones that were from there. So go to dailytorch.com. It's our lead story today. Um, that's dailytorch.com. And I'm gonna put a banner up even. How about that? What a sneaky thing to do. Um, maybe it's a brand. There we go. Okay. Oops. That's not what I want. Let's hide that. Okay. Sometimes I try to get too fancy and it doesn't work out, but go to dailytorch.com. You can see it right there. And this is our lead story. It's, it's got a lot of, a lot of capacity for you to dig down because folks, one of our main purposes here is not to make you mad, not just to make you mad and stuff. It's to inform you. So when you're talking to people, you have the facts at your fingertips and are able to, to take somebody who doesn't get it and show them exactly what's going on. And by doing that, by you being more informed, your friends and your, your acquaintances and your circle of influence becomes more informed. And our network of people who are determined to save this country and see the problem as it really is will grow. And we have to grow if we're going to take this country back. So that's what we're trying to do. And, and I really encourage you to go check out this story and the rest of the stories on dailytorch.com. We got some good stuff on there. And if you are there and you ha haven't already signed up for the email, um, sign up for the email. It's free and you get the stories delivered in your inbox every single day, five days a week. Um, and there's a lot of, we get, we have cartoons, we have other things that are really fun. So and along with some real serious content, plus you'll be, we'll get you, an email uh, about once a week where we give you something to do, uh, an issue that matters and where that needs to be fought on. So you have the opportunity to take to take action and get involved, and as opposed to sitting and wondering what you can do. So we try to we'll tr we try during congressional sessions we try to send out one a week. Um, there's one I, I'm probably going to send out tomorrow, but uh, I'll talk about that tomorrow. Um, and with that, I'm going to see what we've got in terms of comments. Um, and you know, this is one turn Joe Bickers, turn our military loose on them and protect our borders. You know, this Joe, you, you're hitting a, you're hitting a hot button here for me because it, it drives me nuts that we spent a hundred billion dollars last year giving you Ukraine arms, but we aren't willing to spend a billion to finish the wall and to protect or, and to secure a border. 
we're you know we're willing to send you know risk war with Russia, and we're not talking about sending Abrams tanks to to Ukraine. And Robert talked about that a lot yesterday, but we're now willing to send Abrams tanks to Ukraine, putting us on the really ratcheting up the chance that there's a direct war between us and Russia. We're willing to do that, but we leave our own border insecure. I'm sorry, I get it. You have to that protecting other people's borders is important, but isn't the first job of our government to protect our border? Isn't that why we spend $725 billion a year on military to protect our border? I mean, I get the, you know, we have to help other countries protect their borders. We have a uh, countries we have agreements with. We have a moral responsibility in many of those cases because we have promised. But didn't we make a promise to the American people when we put our hand on the Constitution and swore to uphold the U.S. Constitution to actually defend our own sovereignty and defend our own border? The answer is yes. The answer is yes. And so all these people keep talking about Ukraine. Not if it were me, I'd tell them not one more dollar for Ukraine until we build the, until we have the dollars authorized and and appropriated to finish the wall and allow the border patrol to do their job. I mean, I care, you know, Ukraine important, America more important. It's pretty basic. And Joe, thanks for pushing my buttons on that. <laughs> it's um and with that, I, I'm just going to, I just want to leave you with, uh, with this in a simple way. Congress right now is doing the right thing. They're pushing for, through emergency, ending the emergencies. They're going to allow for America to leave the, the tyranny of the emergency, the COVID emergency, and show the way forward. This is the right thing. The fact it's happening early in this Congress is very it, it shows that you know, they're serious about it. They've got legislation which is going to restore salaries for people who were denied their salaries and give them back pay, give them back pay. Um, it, it's got they've got legislation, um, and, and that's related to the military and other government workers who were um, who were laid off and based on the vaccine. Um, they've got a they've got legislation that's uh, really trying to undo the mess that's been created in terms of discrimination against people who are unvaccinated. So the House is really working hard on this. And I, I would encourage you to, to contact your members of the House, the Republicans in the House in particular, and thank them for making this a priority. Thank, thank them for returning America to, a, to at least a state that isn't being run on an emergency basis where a presidential edict uh, can effectively overturn the entirety of our, our uh, rights in this country. So please thank them. Call your members of Congress, write your members of Congress, email your members of Congress. Thank them for standing up for America and ending this state of emergency that should have, should not have lasted longer than a year and a half at most, and instead continues into the third, well into the third year, uh, third year of the Biden administration after it existing for almost the whole last year of the Trump administration. So folks, pretty simple. This is actually good news the House is acting. Um, it's incredible this president is claiming that 
the borders can become insecure if it if uh, the national emergency passes, ending the national emergency passes. And it's incredible that he hasn't prepared for the end of the emergencies, and his administration has, doesn't seem to care. Uh, we have an, uh, we have been pushing for the um, for the impeachment of the Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. Um, we do have a petition that's up on our website, uh, getliberty.org, getliberty.org. I would encourage you to go there and take advantage of that. Um, ultimately, somebody has to be held accountable for this not for this craziness we've just discussed. And the HHS secretary is the one who's managing it. He's also the point of the spear in terms of uh, government colluding and, and twisting the arms of social media. Because while we focus on the FBI, the fact is, Homeland Security has been working with all the intelligence agencies to get them to pressure social media platforms to not allow voices that they don't like, conservative voices, to be heard on their platforms. And so Mohorcus is the point of spear for both the deplatforming of, of America and his point of spear for the uh, invasion that is showing has had, you know, the equivalent if it goes on projection, the equivalent of two cities of Los Angeles entering our country in a three-year period. That's the Biden immigration policy. And that's a disaster that has to be put an end to. And thank goodness Congress is taking up these emergency um, things to make it so we're out of a state of emergency. And let's hope that they then go and take the next step and dictate to this president that there's no, there's not, not going to be any amnesty. You're going to shut down the borders before we talk about anything else and force that to occur through what they put into the funding mechanism for health and for, uh, I'm sorry, Homeland Security. With that, I'm going to let you go. Thank you for watching. And we will be with you tomorrow with another topic of uh, interest. And hopefully uh, we'll be able to show you a couple of fun things too. With that. Have a great day. This is Rick Manning, Americans for Limited Government, signing off.